You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Wait, hold up. Wait, I didn't hit the right button. Everybody, don't leave. Oh, we're live. We're live, buddy. <laughs> oh, just in time for WrestleMania season. Hey, everybody, Matt, how's it going? A little throwback to Psycho Sid. Love it. <laughs> Ken Young, Richard Perk, Jared. Hi, everybody. Welcome ready. to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. We are whoopsies, whoops a doodle. We are hitting the wrong buttons. Holy mackerel. We've got Ken Young aboard. What's going on, Ken? Uh, Richard Perkins. Hey, Richard. What's going on? Jared's aboard. Hola. Righteous. Ooh. So excited. I came early. Good hey, job, Righteous. He was so excited. He prematurely eject. <clears throat> well, I'll. Yeah. Curtis, what's going on? It's been so long, Curtis. How are the. How, I, and I forgive me. I Was it. How's, how's the child or is it the children? I can't uh, for the life of me. How many of those have you I'm made? So now, sorry. Yeah. Um, did we run into Curtis? We ran into you with just your first child co- coming along. That's right. Uh, yeah. Jared, <laughs> Jeopardy countdown. Thank you. Thank you for the rib, Jared. Waiting appreciate that. Overlay like to come up. Getting ribbed by the now bilingual uh, Jared Shaw. Do we like that? Going on? No. All right. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Curtis, oh man, that was the best you guys ever looked to. Shame. <laughs> Push the easy button. No, I think the easy button is how many times Jared has raised his hand to be our, our volunteer. Um, <laughs> one, Curtis uh, answering my question. One that I know about. <laughs> He's good, thanks. <laughs> That's off to Jared now being a trilingual. Right, fun start. Trilingual Jared. like that a lot. Thank you. Uh, but Matt, we got a Dunk we got a big week of uh, Red Wing hockey to talk about. I mean, well, not, not really. I mean, like, like future we did, stuff. We did score a touchdown yeah. against Pittsburgh. That was pretty cool, right? Yeah, we spoiled their season. Maybe. Yeah. No? I, so I do. We want to say two. We're we're pretty hot on this. Um, like over the years. A signature win. And it really started with our pro wrestling podcast. Kind of, we missed that one, especially with Wrestle, like you already mentioned, WrestleMania season is here. Yes, but is. Uh, a signature win, two signature wins this year. Um, and they had different meaning. I think last night's signature win was just like a let's have fun killing the penguins. And then the signature win of Wallman scoring and doing the gritty uh in overtime another huge signature win for the wings because it came all the way back down and then to win in overtime like at that time we were kind of like oh man maybe this thing's for real and you know bertuzzi and heronic and sunny and verona trade later you know we're at where we're at um yeah and but, real quick uh, uh chewy going uh, in on my, my football against our least favorite team uh, Perron getting a field goal. He did. 
and he's on my fantasy team as I battle Matt in the finals. Anyway, um, no, as far as signature wins go, uh, I do want to be on the coattails. No. Yeah, it's a little out of sync. Matt's Matt's uh, buffering oh. right now. It, yeah, explain explain yourself, and I'm gonna I'll be right back. <laughs> Matt's gonna do a little refresh. Action. Explain your point. I'll no, as far as uh, you know, sticking in there with signature wins, um, I think it's difficult to have signature wins when you're a team in the bottom third of the league. However, however, when you see that that lead, that three nothing lead, just quickly dwindles to nothing, um, you know, evaporates tie game. I think you could have seen. Okay, I guess we're gonna fold it in. This is just gonna be another, uh, you know, another game towards Bedard. And uh, now what happened? They hunkered down, uh, scored, scored, which is uh, something that's been incredibly difficult since the trade deadline. Um, you know, we've only been scoring one goal, two goals. Uh, it's just been a nightmare to be a running goaltender because you better give up one goal or a shutout or you're getting a loss. So this was uh, this was pretty nice. And it was, uh, I'm sure, Nadelkovich, he was a little shocked to see all that offense go in. Um so yeah, as far as signature win, I think I'm going to tentatively agree with you, Matt. I'll take it. Can you hear me? Because Chewy said that I have no sound. I can hear you right now. Ah, yes. And am I synced up? Like, like now I'm like snap, 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 snap. Uh, I mean, you have as much rhythm as Steve Martin and the Jerk. So yes. Hey, all right. <laughs> well. There's another signature moment from last night because I don't know also, if you remember. Uh, for the record, that is a quad, quad quadlingual Jared. Thank you, Jared. He's thrown I'm in Italian. Yeah. Um, another signature moment from last night. I want to come back to before Lalone was hired. Okay. You and I went over a highlight of Ricard Gronborg's tirade. Oh. As yeah. he jumped over, uh, he was jumping over the glass to go beat up another coach because he was so, he was so fucking angry for his team, for his boys. He wanted to see justice served for his team, for the, the jersey, the logo that was on the chest of the boys sitting in front of him. 60 minutes a night, they're going to war together. And I said, God damn, I want Gronborg's attitude on my bench. And then we hired the loan. And he came in and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just happy to get this opportunity. I, I'm so happy to be oh, here. Somebody's been working on their penguin uh, <laughs> accent there, huh? I like that a lot. That's what so and, that's why this whole thing was brought up. So you guys could hear Matt's Lalone impression. I like it. Matt, <laughs> I swear to God, that was off the cuff. If it was uh, and you know what? You're teasing me because we all know it wasn't that good. Um, but anyway. I I almost was like, oh my god, really? Like this is what we're doing. We're going with the guy who's aw shucks, you know. <laughs> and and it just was it wasn't like disappointing, but it was one of those things where I think we got we got overly excited, right? With Gronborg and seeing all the passion that he brings night in and night out. And it was just something we wished even based off of Lalone's own description of his own coaching style. Like yeah, that was sort of like eh. he's uh, he's Mister Friendly. I think he's known around the league as everybody likes him, uh, right? Player wise, coach wise, even referee wise, and uh, it was Last nice night. to kind of see him uh, 
crank it up to 11. Which, which, this, but for him, that was like cranking it up to 22. He was hot. Yeah, this, this is something too. This isn't even the first time that I've had to tweet out one of these videos. And the caption on it is, Lalone pre-Detroit officiating. He's a he's a mild mannered bench boss, and last night, I mean, and I'm pretty sure. Nope, I don't have it muted on my side, but I mean, this is beautiful. <laughs> right now, if you're not watching on YouTube, we're watching alone go crazy on the bench. I mean, um, it looks like he said immediately, "What the fuck?" Then oh, I I saw a lot of gosh darn in there. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Okay, well, yeah. So gosh darn. What the gosh darn is even goalie interference anymore? Gosh darn. <laughs> I love that one. What the fuck is goalie interference anymore? Because, um, <laughs> you know, honestly, you take you take Ned's left pad, I think, and you just kind of shove his pad into the net. Well, that one's got a point. I think uh, TSN and Sportsnet and Elliot Friedman... They all took liberties with that, and they were just like, oh, Lalone got really upset over a call that didn't go his way. It was kind of like, yeah, well, also, there's a bad there was a bad call on the ice, and he lost his fucking mind. But yeah, this is, to me, this is something where it's like, yes, Lalone is seeing what it's like to be a head coach in Detroit. And uh, he did today, like, scale back, like, he came back a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, I regret the way I handled myself last night. But um, what was fun is, like, to just show that he doesn't really mean that. And he was all excited to talk about his daughter, who is going to write a letter to the NHL about that horrible call and <laughs> kicking, <laughs> kicking her dad out of the game. So, like, I, I'll say this. I love that. Also, like on top of this, um, I mean, I love this for so many reasons. I love the passion. We all hate the NHL's officiating. And sometimes it can really weigh on a fan when you go to the post-game interviews or something like that. And you see a coach who's just like, you know, I, I, I could see it both ways or what have you. Um, but even like that leaning into like, I wish, you know, some other cause had gone. Like, even when they kind of fight for the team and it's not something like this, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as good. Like this was, this was everything a Red Wings fan who's frustrated with the NHL right now, who's frustrated with their own franchise right now. This is everything we needed from the loan. Um, not to like say, oh, well, let's give him as much time as he needs for this team. Like I, I already believe in Lalone, but this is just like, I mean, I, for a year that we expected to maybe be a little closer to being a playoff contender, right? Um, sometimes when you have a mild mannered coach, it can really infuriate the fan base because you're wondering, does this guy even care? And he does, you know, he's probably just trying to be, you know, placid you know, try and keep an even keel for every game. But as far as making this a signature moment for this Red Wing season, I think this is something you can definitely endear to Red Wing fans because he is an avatar for our experience because we've been screaming at the officiating, um, screaming at the way these games are treated, especially as our team continue, continues to spiral 
um, into the you know ninth pit of hell um, towards another <laughs> lottery draft pick. It 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 makes you feel like you're not wasting your time on this passion that th- these guys really do care. Uh, yes, those players had a losing streak, um, you know that that took them out of the playoffs. But we've seen commentary from Larkin where he's like, "Yeah, we got to buck up, and you know we still got to be professionals out here." Um, and now to see Lalone, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Friendly, um, you know, lose what what few follicles he had left over that call, um, and have his big moment, you know, with the theatrics. I think it's something that makes you want to watch more Red Wing hockey. Because you know that these guys, even though the season's over, even though probably behind closed doors, Eisman would prefer that they make his 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 odds in the lottery a little bit easier. Yeah. Um. It it does it does make you want to watch more of this product, knowing that these guys still do give a, excuse my French, um, Italian and German. Um, Jared. Looks like they give a gosh darn. And Lalone is is right at the forefront of that. So that, that was, I think, that was a moment worth applauding. Yeah, there were some. Uh, we had some guesses out here. Righteous was like, "Why is goalie interference?" <laughs> like uh, with a "What the fuck is going on here?" was a good one. Um, Chewy need to turn it into a TikTok with voiceover yelling about tomato on a sandwich or something. <laughs> We'll give that a shot, Chewy. I like it. Uh, I almost feel the TikTok because he looks so much like a penguin. You just do a voiceover of a series of penguin sounds. Just wah, 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 But Here's a good point. Yeah, here's a good point that's not being talked about. Blake, I loved it. Don't make it a habit. Absolutely. I think I think that's ultimately... I just was in a meeting at work where we were watching TED Talks. Um, so it wasn't necessarily being presented by anybody at work. We were just watching TED Talks going, now what did you learn from that one? But um, one of the TED Talks we watched was about like introverts and extroverts. And I, I based on Lalone, I don't think, I don't think you'd label him as an introvert. But like with a head coach, I think all of them have to be sort of extroverted. Uh, but if you had to like measure all head coaches, like Lalone would be closest to the introvert scale. But one of the things this TED Talk was talking about was the complexity of a human. And when you get into the complexities, that's actually when you fall in love with someone. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was it was beautiful. Um, but they were talking about like, an introvert going into the hospital with their child and, um, you know, somebody who would normally just be a nod and yes, I will listen. And when they hear their child isn't going to get the care that they need, how they will explode at the nurse, at the doctor. How recently did you watch this video, man? This is really fresh. This was last night. Okay. Um, Sounds like you're watching it on another screen. Uh, All right. So bring it back home to the Red Wings. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i'm you know like that's exactly it like it, you see the parallels with with Lalone is we've seen this guy who carries himself with um a lot of measure yeah you know like he he knows 
the right thing to say all the time. And even the press conference today reacting to how he reacted last night was a great example of how Lalone is measured in every word that comes out of his mouth, which I think helps us fall in love with him more because when he explodes like that, we could tell ourselves, yes, he does care. But also, this is the explosion that is is uh, has more credence than if the guy who explodes every night does it. And, and that's the complexity of the human that we fall in love with here. Um, now, I didn't write that TED Talk. I'm sure there's points I'm missing, but I felt it last night. And, I, it, you know, how great was it? That it, on the same night I was introduced to this TED Talk, Lalone had this moment. And um, it was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, to sum up last night's game, you get a DP hat trick, which <clears throat> I'm really excited for anybody Googling a DP hat trick tonight is first going to see the Red Wings tweet, and then they can scroll on down to Pornhub. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, Matt, I'm going to say it pretty confidently. I think Pornhub would come up first, then a Red Wings. Right. <laughs> well, sometimes Google likes to show off social media yeah. first. Um, so, yeah. Um, but no, absolutely. We don't need to see that every game. It completely loses the meaning. But, uh, yeah, it's it's nice to feel like these last couple games are still going to be watchable because there's, there's still some fight in these dogs, um, these red-winged dogs. Chew, Chewy's got a good number once or twice a year. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah that was the jim leland thing right he's like i can't just do this every game but every once in a while you got to get up there um well we also have a lot of stuff to talk about today um oh, dan b wow things getting deep tonight i'm not prepared <laughs> sorry sorry dan well i promise we'll just stick with hockey I, they I, go I, in tandem don't forget to include jared's uh rebuttal that's what she said thank you jared <laughs> Hey, Ketzel's aboard. Um, this actually might be a good time to bring up our fantasy hockey league, too. Uh, That's what people want. Well, this is what... Here's the thing. Like, I would make this segment as brief as possible. For sure. For sure. Nobody gives a shit that you and I I want to poll the audience. Would you rather hear about uh, somebody else's dreams or their fantasy hockey? <laughs> it's a tough pick. I don't know. See, Gun to my head, I'd probably just shoot myself and choose neither of them. <laughs> There's a good reason for it, especially with Ketzel coming aboard. Um, our scoreboard right now, of course, features the championship game between the brothers Clink before you. But Ketzel and Nightmare on Helm Street, of course, because we had a prize to give away, which uh, Ketzel, since you'll be up for it, Nightmare on Helm Street, if if you are in the chat right now, and I'm not sure who you are, um, you guys are fighting for that choice of jersey or hockey game. Because Mike and I are not going to take home that prize. And okay, we wait gonna, a minute. We I, I'm going to win this away... for nothing? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Me we weren't going to take away the, the grand prize just because you and I made it to the championship. So, uh, for sure. Uh, Ketzel, you're down by a point. It's 23.4 to 22.4. So even though there's, you know, like the two best teams made it to the final. Uh, but, you know, we still have a pr grand prize to give away. So it'll be Ketzel yeah. versus Nightmare on Helm Street. <laughs> Ketzel, I, I know that. Uh, the only reason I'm in the finals is because of Olmark. And he was on the waiver wire at the start of the season and nobody wanted him. So 
All the other goalies I have were minus eights, and somehow I lucked out and got got this guy right here. Boom! Look at that. Nice. Hey, I didn't get that yet. Free plug for hockey news. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we did have some some real Red Wing moves we could bring up today too. Because I I'm so sorry that we even said the phrase fantasy hockey. It. You know what? No, I'm I'm happy we did. Anyway, uh, yeah, Carter Baser three R entry level contract. He's aboard. That is right. He's on the clock, Mike. He has a dream. This is adorable. Uh, he drew this yesterday. What? If you what guys, is this? yeah, this was uh, instead of a contract. Uh, this is what he turned into Steve Eiserman. No, um, Carter Mazer. Uh, you you have to think like his mom went rifling through her old, you know, plastic container that she's had in the basement forever. I have a dream. This is what this was. And of course, we could probably guess what the actual assignment was here. Uh, this is probably like a Martin Luther King Day assignment. But of course, I like, that on Dr. I like that on Dr. King Day. He's like, well, I want to play hockey. That's what I. Oh, wait, <laughs> Carter. No, we, we're, we're, you know, we just read the, the beautiful words of the Reverend Dr. King. Uh, well, I, I want to play hockey. <laughs> OK, buddy. Okay, okay Carter. But no, I mean it is pretty cute. Um, Carter uh, and and I'm again. I, I'm guessing his mother. If you guys aren't watching on YouTube, what we're showing off, Carter Baser, of course, signing that three-year entry-level contract. But posted online this picture from I don't know. Let's let's put a year on it. Let's say first grade. Um, that had the smile. I think it's past kindergarten. Definitely. I don't know about second grade. Uh... Could be yeah, second grade. I mean, that's right on the money. But you'd also be reading about Dr. King, so I feel oh. like that would... Now, what about the handwriting, though? Mm, handwriting looks older than a first grade. It looks grader. pretty concise. Yeah, I kind of like it. Like, I'm a little... So, the handwriting concerns me with how clean it looks and with what his dream was. <laughs> so, let's say second grader Carter Baser on his Martin Luther King Day assignment, I have a dream... Uh, wrote out that I could be in the NHL playing hockey for the Detroit Red Wings. And then, of course, he's going to give money to the poor and to hospitals. So that's actually so he did tie it in to something charitable, which is very nice, Carter. Um, but, yeah, this is beautiful. You don't always get this. You don't always get the guy who grew up being a Detroit Red Wings fan. Where is he from? Jackson, Michigan. Somebody tell me in the in the comments. That's off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, I. Oh, Jared's right there. Not with that in handwriting. <laughs> uh, it's it's beautiful. It's something that you immediately become a fan of this guy. And um, I mean, we've seen what he's been able to do uh, in the NCAA, and it's immediately like helped him skyrocket up uh, some lists here. Something like Scott Wheeler's been putting together. Um, yeah, and this is. Uh, I I also wanted everyone now that we've lost Tyler Bertuzzi, we got a we got a good mug shot there. Carter Mazer with those front two tefers are gone. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, Scott Wheeler basically the best story in Red Wings pool these last two years. Mazer's play. Um, he's been a real talking point in college hockey circles for Denver's thirty eight points the last year. Uh, on the national champions tied for third among under 20s i mean uh, all of this is just it, it's just gushing 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 but then we get to um you know what are we looking at for a player uh, mazer's a hard-working honest 200 foot winger with enough skill to make plays all over the ice and finish around the net every team wants the three zone competitive winger who could play up and down the lineup 
And that's what he's now starting to project as. Mike, we just traded away Tyler Bertuzzi. And we we very well may have our replacement Tyler Bertuzzi added to Grand Rapids. Um, and, you know, not just... I don't know faith. if you're saying that because of the uh, three zones that he plays or that we're going to have funds at the expense of the gap in his front teeth. <laughs> well, I don't like before we got rid of Tyler, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, man, the way that we could manage this thing is to have Tyler Bertuzzi on line one and Carter Mazer on line two. And you could start to put together like a plan for this team. If you can't get line one going, you've got line two going and you've got this strategy that you could build up that could go from top to bottom in this lineup. Because um, all along it was like, all right, we've got uh, we've got another Tyler Bertuzzi. And uh, I'm going to try and share this here. Uh, let me make sure there's no sound. But, I mean, when you watch these highlights of Carter, I mean, there's there's a lot of Tyler that you're you're going to see. I mean, like, coming back to what he's doing out in front of the net, uh, throwing his body around. Uh, and like Scott Wheeler was putting out there, I mean, th this isn't going to highlight, of course, all three zones that he's been successful in. But, all right, can we can we just talk about that Sally right there? And how much this looks like Tyler Bertuzzi. I like it, it just seems like we're going one for one. And now Carter Mazer is officially signed. And and you know, I make I made the comment about Grand Rapids. I, I honestly, especially coming back to like the comments Steve had uh back at his press conferences, uh press conference a couple weeks ago after the trade deadline, where he specifically called out Carter Mazer and said, if he wants to sign that's all up to carter and of course carter's here now yeah and it's just something where this is on steve eiserman's mind we see the type of role he's gonna fill it's seen it's not just one of those things where it's like um how do i want to put this you know you know when people found out soderblom was going to be on the team and they saw how tall he was and they're like all right net front presence and they had completely forgotten to look at his ability to stick handle and skate the puck through the zone. And and actually, you know, he's a, a highly skilled player with the stick. We're just having trouble figuring out how to make that height work with that type of game. So you had like a type of game that people completely ignore and they just looked at his size, right? Yeah. That was the problem there. The opposite of that is Carter Mazur, where we're all kind of looking at Carter Mazur. We know exactly what he can be. And he's excited to be here. And it's just, it's like, it's all coming together. And it's just, we want something to be excited about. Mike, you texted me earlier where uh, you want to look at like things to be excited about for the Red Wings. This wasn't going to not happen, but it's here. We could talk about it now. And it's, it's Carter Baser season. It's, it's, it's time to get excited. Yeah. Um, I think the only bummer is that I'm more excited for uh, next year in Traverse City than I am for most anything in Detroit for the next couple of weeks um, outside of losses so that we could still have a chance at a you know top three pick. Um, but yeah, I knowing that the immediate immediate future for me as a hockey fan, um, you know, what my rooting interest should be in in losing. Um, but knowing that, you know, it looks like long-term, my God, we may have struck oil on another one of these Iserman picks, uh, Matt, just, just nice reason to well, be optimistic there. It It's something that when you're putting this team together, we've been talking about it 
so often that we're we're always I I think the fans like it's easier to lean on those first round picks and there's so many picks after the first round it's hard to keep track of all of them but the general idea that you and I have always talked about and when you look at like the Tampa Bay Lightning's roster top to bottom you've got to luck out a couple of times and if you are just going over from rounds two to seven, I think it's, I'm not like, I'm stating the obvious here, but that sets you back so far. So when you're going through all of these draft picks, you're looking for these little victories. And we don't know if we have a victory yet, but it's at least trending in the direction where we're not just pulling excitement out of our ass. Like there's an actual skilled player who's had success in the NCAA and and that's why it was something for Steve Eiserman to bring up himself. He's not asked about Carter Mazer. He's like, I'm going to bring up Carter Mazer, gosh darn it, because uh, he's the guy that people keep talking about in my meetings. And yes, I do actually think that's what happened. But um, so, so Steve has those prospect conversations. Mazer comes up again and again. And for sure, no, I know, I know Steve is watching him play in Denver, but it's it's one of those things where Steve has a lot of jobs to do. And that's why there's a whole team of people that are scouting these guys. Um, and there's another team of developers. Like Steve can't do it all. He's the guy who put the team together. But anyway, I'm getting off track. But we're we're here now. Things are looking good for Mazer. We're not just pulling shit out of our ass where we're like, oh, he's drafted real high. And when you drafted him, blah, blah, blah. no, I mean, and, and the description we're getting from from Scott Wheeler, like this is almost like a like a second go at it. Right. Like Scott's even talking about like, all right, well, now that we've seen him develop even more in the NCAA, here's what you're getting from the new Carter Mazur. You know, not that it's too far away from the draft prospectus, but it's like. Now we have some more evidence, some more proof of what this could be. And uh, it's it's exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, I think just last point on him, too, is. um Sometimes I get really nervous when I see uh, like commentary with you know three zone players because for me that usually means they're defensive. You know if it's a forward, it's a defensive forward who's not going to score. And um, yeah, who brought it up? Was it Ken Young? Yeah, five goals in five games at the World Juniors. So it it at least it looks like this guy when when they say that it's not like worst case scenario where he's going to be a defensive forward. You know, going to fill out that fourth line for us. Oh yeah, like we don't have enough of those guys. Um, for him to actually have that potential to be a power play guy. That's, uh, you know, outside of, you know, when we, you know, annihilate the the Penguins, um, you know, this is a team that is struggling to score goals. So it would be awesome if this guy could continue what he's been doing um, the NCAA level and, uh, you know, bring it over to Detroit. Because um, we, we could use a lot of goal scoring help. So I, I it, make, it makes my heart swell with joy. Um, to read what he's been doing lately. So hopefully it translates. Hopefully it translates. And uh, I brought this uh, comment up earlier from Ketzel, but of course, uh, you know, we talk uh, on Twitter and I'm glad Ketzel reminded me, but uh, of course, uh, Carter Mazur is the principal. And for anybody not familiar, of course, Principal Mazur, the show stealing cartoon character from a goofy movie. If you guys aren't familiar, <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I uh, you know those are some of the best scenes in that movie. It's Principal Mazer. So the principal, twenty-year-old winger, ready to go. Right. 
Yeah. Also, Chewy, I have to call this out. You said Larkin, Carter, and Razor. Going forward, if we're gonna say, if we're gonna talk about Lucas, or if we're gonna talk about Carter, and we're putting them in the same sentence, going yeah. forward, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mazer and Razor. That's what we're oh, gonna say. I like that. It from, sounds like uh, 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 Ninja Turtles Two: Secrets of the Ooze. Um, that <laughs> Rhino and the Wolf that the Ninja Turtles had to fight. So I like Razor and Mazer. That's pretty cool. I'm stealing that from one of my favorite uh, Twitter friends i hope she sees us as friends uh name's linda not, any, not anymore not anymore uh yeah. also I same birthday secret of the ooze same birthday for mazer and razor right march 28th oh i thought you were saying you you took that lady's joke and her birthday but that's okay wait a minute wait a minute wait you have the same birthday as as razor and mazer matt all three of you they're that, they don't just have the same birthday. They were born on the same day, March 28th, 2002. Wait a minute. They came out of the same womb? They came Wait out of the minute. same womb at the same time. Wow. That was a DP hat trick. Sorry. Well, I, think, I, I think Razor probably came out first since he made it to the NHL first. So that's... <laughs> All right, let's move on. Man. There's other Red Wing news here. That was disgusting. I apologize. I um, oh, I'm getting a phone call right now. Also... Picked up on a three-year entry-level contract. William, or should we say William, <laughs> uh, Volander. Another lefty defenseman yeah. coming from Rogel. Uh, also, uh, a part of some news from one of his other Rogel counterparts that we'll talk about in a second here. Um, all right, just making sure. Oh, it's my uh, lawn care guy. Nice. Calling me to make sure I can give him 35 bucks a week just kidding that's not how much it costs it's free <clears throat> anyway wow. i know i just said that out loud i have a lawn care guy i don't like mowing my lawn wow i know i'm sorry uh, everyone I, I i apologize i guess uh matt also just signed an entry-level contract because uh <laughs> the rest of us are mowing our own goddamn lawn <laughs> matt let's talk about another one of these uh, lord of the ring eds uh, going to be playing for the Detroit Red Wings here as we try to take down Saruman with the tallest defensive core in the history of the National Hockey League. Matt, William Volander. Yeah, and this was one of the guys, too. Like, the, I'm stealing again from uh, Scott Wheeler, who, like, he took he took Edvinson and Volander and labeled them both in separate draft years as unicorns of those drafts. And that was when we, we had Scott Wheeler on our show. He was actually um, a week later putting out a full report on Volander and how there's so many things to love about this guy and how he just came into the draft with a lot of question marks, but a lot of like potential for positive outcome just because of his size. And the things that he did right are the things that you can't teach. And the things he was weak on are the things you do teach. So it was just like, let's see what happens in a year or two and see what he looks like. And right now, things are going pretty good. Um, and that's where Scott comes in. Uh, for anybody uh, not watching on YouTube, our podcast listeners, we'll just roll this out here. So YouTube viewers, you get to read along with me. Um, should I popcorn? 
popcorn Mike? No. Uh, Volander's game has always screamed upside and potential. And in the last two seasons, we've seen it all come together for him in the SHL. Um, he puts in there, undoubtedly, one of the league's best young players in consecutive season. Raw tools get high grades. He's tall. He's athletic. He's got impressive four-way mobility for that size. And he's still early in his development curve, thanks to a late July birthday. Hey. I wish I hadn't read that sentence. That one doesn't mean that much to me. No, but I do like I when they make it seem like you have uh, more time with a younger prospect because of when their birthday takes place during the year. Uh, it's the finer details and skills that have needed tweaking. I like the confidence he plays with for his size, regular leading rushes, or sliding off the line to the ooh to the back door. It's great on stretch passes too. I that's huge. And we were just we're a week removed from. What did uh, what did Righteous say earlier? He came early, um, but yeah. Edvinson doing that for us uh, with his stretch passes to Adam Ernie a week ago. Keeps his head up. <laughs> I don't know why I needed to say that. Fine seams when he walks the line. <laughs> uh, he's always going to have a major transition value because of his ability to swap. You know what, Scott? There's there's a lot of language. A lot of innuendo here. Yeah. Anyway, Wallander swallowing up his uh, opponent um, thoroughly. And I'm sorry, that's not in there. Uh, Swallows carriers in neutral zone and uses his feet uh, to activate into the rush. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino activated. Uh, But now I'm not, I can't even get through this. But now his shot has started to balance out. Uh, Used to look up balance and uncoordinated, which I remember was in that Scott Wheeler article I mentioned. Decision-making has become polished. He's getting himself in less trouble uh, on gaps and reads because he's starting to figure out his timing. Yay! Things you can coach. He's a horse. Long minutes. Keeps it up. He may do the same for Detroit eventually. Yada, yada, yada. We have a 1,000 left-side defensemen. Here's one more. Yay! Good news. Yeah. I mean, they're saying that he's basically a shot. Like a... a, a you know, formidable shot from the point from becoming, you know, a second pairing guy, which would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got the beef. And I, I in a couple of years, I, I, I don't know how you're going to get a puck through the neutral zone against the Red Wings uh, with all these gigantic human beings, uh, you know, with the the diameter, the the reach, um, almost from, you know, from, from one side of the ice to the other. So that's, that's, I can't really think of a team that's prioritized it like that. I, teams will usually get a tall guy. And, uh, you know, now we're going to finally be panning out with a series of very large human beings, uh, six foot three, six foot four and above. And this uh, guy is uh, going to be right there for it. Uh, we missed some great comments, by the way. Uh, Jared thrown out there to the Carter Mazer signing. Jason is a power play guy. How dare you? I thought, he, we, I thought he was a lock for the Hall of Fame. What's going on with that? Yeah, true. Uh, Chewy thrown out there. He's the 5th of March. Oh, and Jared uh, let me know I lost my dad card. Uh, but Dad B's on my side. That was for the lawn mowing service. Because Dad B says, don't apologize. I've got a lawn service too. All right, Dan. Woo, high five. Let's do it. Lawn service it up. Um, Yeah, Ked Young, Mazer and Razor turned 21 on the same day. Yeah, that's just I, I learned from Linda yesterday that uh, who I stole the razor and mazer from because uh, she called out that they had the same birthday. I just didn't realize it was the same birthday. Yeah, like birth date. I don't know. 
<laughs> Chewy. I need a lawn guy. Uh, Blake also thrown it. So everybody realized this except for me, who is just on Elite Prospects looking those guys up at the same time. Oh, man. Oh, Justin throws out there, and I just want to tease moving Ooh. forward because we have actual news to talk about this week. Justin wants to know, so I, this is more of a tease going forward. Uh, what prospect, you know, I hope Detroit gets lucky this time in the draft. What prospect do you think Eisman would be interested in drafting? It's coming in a couple weeks. <laughs> Justin, just uh, keep keep your eyes peeled because we're going to start running down uh, the top 10. Yeah, of course, we... we don't know where the draft lottery is going to land, which is really going to push that conversation. Um, so we're, we're looking at, uh, what May 8th for the draft lottery. So we're kind of go light on all of our draft picks. Um, moving into the second round, we have a better idea. No, we don't. We have no clue what's going to be available, but based off what other people say, we'll get into that too. But Justin, um, our notes are being drawn. We are doing our studies right now and, uh, we'll, we'll be back with a better answer than what I could just pull off. I will, I will say he might, list. he might attend a school near you. Mm. Ooh, I mean, little, little my yeah. I mean, my hope right now would be that. Let's uh, yeah. I mean, we'll just do the tease. Uh, but Ketzel thrown in there after watching Edmondson. How pissed are we? He didn't start the season up here. Ketzel, you know, a very good question. I, I <laughs> after seeing some of the shenanigans that we went through, um. You know, Ben Schrott making Mo Sider look like a mortal human being. Um, you know, baffling decision, especially with I know Edmondson. He's he's kind of nursing some boo boos, but every game I don't see him, it's just you know, kind of throw your arms up. Like I know he's not exhausted. Can can we get him back out there for as many minutes as possible to really get this thing figured out as a young kid? But uh, not good, Bob. Not good. Um. Dan oh, Beans going out B. there. No, Dan Beans. No, McCock is great. No. Yeah, Verona had two more goals last night. Oh, this is man. when Verona likes to sizzle, though. You know, kind of towards the end of the year. You know, you don't know if these goals really matter. You know, we're not counting on them. They're just kind of hey, lucky, happy to be here. Goals. Yeah, so. I I like the tweet from Max Boltman. For those keeping track, Jacob Verona has scored his seventh and eighth goals tonight for St. Louis, including the OT winner. 12 games into his tenure there, it would appear he still got it. <laughs> it's, um... I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like, uh, I do like some of the responses that Max got from this. Um, I'm not going to call anybody out, but they were like, Max, how dare you? And then Max is just like, what do you mean? I just called out a guy's stats for anybody keeping track. I wasn't like trying to push a narrative. Come on, but bro. You and I clearly trying to push a narrative. Uh, we needed finishing. And uh, when you go up and down our list, we don't have it. And it was just one of those things where it's like, all right, well, there goes our finisher. We had one guy. Good score and finishing. Um, I mean, this is going. when he performed, though, right? It's it's when he hasn't had to been, be counted on. And, I mean, St. Louis is True. an 11, 11 seed. You know, they're not really, you know, you know, looking at, you know, a first, you know, home ice in the first round or anything like that. They're not even in the playoffs. So you know what's this, so funny? This is, when he, uh, this is when he likes to sizzle. I, I'm fine at this point with the move. I'm, I'm also fine teasing you guys nonstop. But... <clears throat> 
And I, I not everybody in the chat, but for anybody who gets too upset when I, I'm like, ooh, uh, Verona move, not my favorite. Fine with it. But it is kind of funny that Verona played in game number two against the New Jersey Devils, who just got their 100th point, and they're going into the playoffs, and they have their spot secured, that Verona scored in game number two against the New Jersey Devils, which, again, against the playoff team. At the time, I was like, oh, the Devils suck, because their fans were cheering for everyone to get fired that night. Um, <laughs> but that was like, we had a full roster and we absolutely destroyed a playoff team in the New Jersey Devils, including a goal from Jacob Verano. Um, now Verano at that time was dealing with some serious shit there. Uh, but I, I had that thought driving in today because I was listening to 32 Thoughts with uh, Friedman and Merrick and they, they brought yeah. up that game again and i went oh my god that's right and one of the goal scorers was verana <laughs> like it was i think Sharat might have scored too so i'm i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here but uh you know still just uh you know to your point Most, like does he yeah. only score when it doesn't matter i'm just saying we don't count on us and they start going in uh but it's matt maybe maybe a comment of the century here matthew guess 74 saying was thinking the same thing mike Ooh, i always like when people agree with me and it's another matt how about that i had to just get this matt to agree with me once in a while i was thinking the same thing we'll likely be further ahead defensively before we are offensively it's feeling like it anyway yeah it feels like we got defensive prospects up the yin yang um i feel pretty confident about that and blake i'm sorry bro uh it kind of feels like uh, maybe we shouldn't have allocated those funds toward that goofball, um, Mr. Schrott, with uh, all these guys coming up the pipeline. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's really debatable that uh, he's kind of made most of look like a big, uh, big old bag of diarrhea. So <laughs> I, I don't know if there's really, you know, deep cut analytics. We just look at the meat and potatoes stuff like I do, the eyeball test. Uh, you know, we threw... You know, I guess he kind of bumped a few guys, but you know, it's, it's a long contract, Blake. And I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, he's been easily our worst player. <laughs> and there's been competition for that worst player spot this season. Well, oh, real Jared, quick. real quick, uh, very disappointed. Corn cob crust pizza is a lie. It would have made a great advertisement on Corn Cob TV. So, all you Tim Robinson fans out there, that's for you. Um, yeah. Okay. I just want to call out for all the yes. Ben Sherratt fans out there, Blake. <clears throat> we have, uh, I mean, just to like, okay, Ben, even if he was amazing, right? Even if he was amazing, but I'm going to, I'm going to say Blake, he's not, but even if he was amazing, we have 43 skaters right now signed according to cap friendly, 11 of them are left side defensemen. 11. And Sherratt is a thousand years old and he's way overpaid. I think that might've been an oopsie. <laughs> I think if Steve could take that back, I think he might. Or maybe not have signed him for four years. I'm going to put the, I'm going to, I'm fine. I'm, it's a whoopsie on Steve's part. A whoops-a-doodle for sure. Um, especially at the end of year meetings when he's got to talk to the owner. Hey, that's on me. You know, I know that's your money. Hey, my beat. Well, it's like, okay, so you've got 50 contracts, right? And you've got yeah. 
And we're, by the way, Matt, we're only going to give this another 30 seconds because we can't we can't kill Sherrod again. It's every right. episode. Well, it's not just Sherrod. It's, it's the left hand, the left side defenseman thing. I guess we didn't know what we had with Wallman, but. Hold on, Ketzel with a new comment of the day. It was a 4D chess move to meet the cap floor next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ketzel's got me. We're good. Nope. <laughs> um, I did want to call out Ketzel throughout their padding stats. Was that. Sherratt's goal, or were no, we saying about Verana. Verana's uh, Verana. overtime winner was? <laughs> he's just padding the stats with that OT winner. Katzel, I love you. All right, um, where are we at? What else? We what else we got going on here? We got the 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 Volander stuff now. Casper's not oh, official, yeah. but not yet because somebody brought that up earlier. Somebody was asking about Casper. Yes, um, there, this was. I'll find it in there. Go ahead. Well, yeah, this is, I don't know, is this going to be Swedish or Finnish, right? Uh, newspaper, I don't know. Uh, but throwing out there that there are four Rogel players headed to the NHL, and they just casually threw out without a contract signed, according to the Detroit Red Wings, Marco Casper headed over, who also said he'd like to finish high school. Um, so, yeah, there were there were some comments about him coming over and then him going back, and I, I really don't know what any of it is going to mean because uh, you know now we're talking about casper's own words we're talking about a newspaper that did not take any quotes from anybody and the fact <clears throat> that the detroit red wings have not announced the contract but um what is it ice hockey gifts just sold this as like reality um and some of our other buddies on twitter so it's just kind of like everybody was like okay it's done but here's the thing Here's what we can say. If this does happen, this is really cool because I think this is maybe pushing things forward a little bit quicker than I would have thought. Because um, Casper, Casper to me has done a lot of good things, but they we're always labeling his production. And of course, I just want to remind everyone and what Mike said before and what has been an issue for the Red Wings for quite a few years now is finishing. I, it's not like we need to rush him over because he's not he's not tearing it up like finishing wise. It'd just be one of those things where we want him on our side to develop him our way is what I that that's what I'm selling this as like that would be the positive here. But um, it's definitely something to me. I, I would think that this is happening. Well, I don't know. I'm going to say. Maybe it's right on schedule. I don't know. It's not really a year ahead, right? Because it's kind of on the same track as Simon Edmondson, right? Year over there, then come back over here. We're not, not come back. Make your way over here for the first time. But <clears throat> I, I for sure would not have been surprised if it was another season, if I could be completely open and honest. Because, um, again, I don't. I don't know. How do how do I want to put this that isn't going to make everybody super angry at me? But I don't I don't know if I don't know if we're bringing over a talent in Marco Casper that turns this team around and and it totally would have made like you know what what, what could we say? Um Dom Lushizen's uh latest gamer score rankings has Connor McDavid at 6 wins. Like that's what he's added to the Edmonton Oilers with his, you know, with his tables and, and fun graphs and stuff. Six wins. We are not six wins from the playoffs. 
And I don't think Marco Casper's coming over as Connor McDavid. So I'm basically saying there's no rushing it. And I didn't see like a final player, even though he makes some pretty sweet moves at his age. So I was totally going to be fine if we found out that wasn't happening. Um, but here we are. We're at like this. Okay. Who know? We don't know for sure. But if it did, I'm happy because that means the Red Wings have seen enough that they're good to go. Let's move them forward. Let's get them on our side so we can develop them our way. But I'm still, I was, I was fine. Like uh, in my head, I was kind of just like, all right, maybe we're probably going to wait another year before he pops on over. So that's, that's where I'm at. It's not really against Marco Casper as a prospect. It's just one of those things that I don't know. I get like, I, I see the talent, see why he's graded highly. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, if you guys see differently, I, I don't, I don't see. <laughs> no, I, I think you're, I, don't I, think, you're, I think you're onto were. something, right? Where, um, yeah. it feels like, you know, this is a guy I, I wouldn't mind, uh, making sure that he's, you know, keep, keep this bread, you know, keep it in, uh, keep it in the old oven. You know, I don't want this one to come out all, all white, you want a nice and brown and baked with a nice crust to it. Um, it's, I think it's also because we're in such dire need of one of these guys to really like hit. Um, so uh, listen, uh, no pressure on you. We're just saying that you're our only real goal scoring prospect at this time. We have a few guys who are three level <laughs> hockey players. Although they they kind of do their own thing, you know, second, third line. We really need you to pan out, please, for the love of God. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm on board with you there. Um, but it just feels like the way he's been progressing so quickly that, my God, there is an outside chance that we do see him somehow next year. So, yeah, here's here's Scott Wheeler. Um, you won't find anyone in the SHL um, with the Austrian Hockey Federation or working for an NHL club in amateur scouting who doesn't like Casper's game and approach to it. He's really impressed scouts, teammates, and coaches with the way he managed one of the world's top pro levels uh, as a teenager. I love his patience with the puck. He doesn't shy away from trying to beat or wait out guys. And he's got a really low panic threshold. He's also a good skater who never lacks an effort. Advanced 200 foot uh, player who was able to progress up levels as fast as he did because of how rounded his game is. He's feisty, fights off a fair share of checks, uh, made real progress filling out a six foot one frame. Now he's at 190. It's a bit of a hunch to his stride, but he leverages his edge as well. But that can speed. be a good thing if you remember Pavel Datsu. Yep. He was, uh, uh, he was Quasimodo out there. So Now here's here's the part to me that I think... I mean, we could, you know... I know how young he is, so I'm not like, oh, look at his production, he sucks. I'm just saying, like, that I kind of agree. This is where Scott Wheeler's a writer, and he's better at saying what I'm trying to say. But it's just, this is where the patience comes in. And I'm like, why rush this? But um, I don't see game-breaking skill or finishing, uh, but he plays at a pro pace. He's a good passer. He plays on the interior and, and makes plays all over the ice. Uh, maturity and smarts in his game define him. He plays an almost mistake-free game. And maybe most importantly, he's handled the responsibilities of center ice really well this year. It's a big deal that he's won more draws than he's lost and has driven possession and goal differential results at five on five this year. I'm not sure he's quite dynamic enough with the puck to become a true first line center and point per game type. 
but he's got all the makings of an excellent 2C who can influence play in all three zones at 5-on-5 five five on the power play and maybe even on the penalty kill. I didn't read... I didn't read in Scott's take that he sucks. But... Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, maybe this is... Maybe this is more like the level our expectations should be at. Um, Because I think when you label a guy as a first-round pick, you want to see... You want to get on the first or second line. Right. And that doesn't say... Yeah, if he's going to be a center, you want him on the second second line. line. Yeah, Um, for sure. I don't know if it makes you a little bit nervous for all the, uh, you know, the Larkin haters out there who say, you know, he should be a second-line center. Um, If Based on this analysis you know marco's best case scenario is to you know back up larkin and larkin would be the one c but uh i think if you're paying attention and you listen to this show every week uh we we don't really hate larkin as the one c one c so it kind of kind of works out for us matt yeah for sure we we've always said that this works out and if you were if you if you're the person who's like Arguing that Larkin's a great one C, but then you're also like, and Marco Casper's gonna replace him. I guess I can you know what? That's fine too. Cause then you were probably like, still okay you know, with you that, put cause... a one yeah, you put a one yeah. C on the second line. Let's let's fucking go. But I just um I don't know. I I don't go to his games. You know, I, I don't watch Marco Casper. Yeah, we don't have first hand uh um, you know, experience with the guy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Ken Young saying it too, 6'1", 200 pounds. I think a lot of the times these young guys don't get called up because they're they're just going to get smushed. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's already got some beef to him. And we're so thirsty in this town for a guy who can take face-offs and just have a little bit of goal-scoring acumen. Um, so yeah, I, I just would not be shocked if he had a great showing in Traverse City and the and Eiserman just said, "Oh, let's uh, let's see what happens out there." And maybe not, I, maybe not even as a center, maybe as a wing to kind of get him get his feet wet a little bit. But it just it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that next step is let's see that three year entry level contract, right? Or did, or wait, am I am I dumb? Did he already sign the ELC? And yeah, he's already got the ELC signed. Um, or wait, or, or am I missing like an announcement from from the Detroit Red Wings? <laughs> so all right so he's already got that sign but it's that question of whether or not he's going to be a loaned player over to rogel or uh or coming over to north america to to keep her going i mean the next the next thought just has to be like i don't i don't think negatives are are going to come from any way this goes i still would say i'm not going to be i wouldn't have been shocked if it was another year in rogel and i i think if if we get to see enough out of him in traverse city that um you know and then going through some preseason games it's a no-brainer he's got to be in this on this team um i have to say the competition he's facing might make that easier to do uh easier you know than uh, maybe other teams, but I think that would be super exciting and I'd be all for it. Not saying I want him to fail. Just saying I wouldn't have been surprised if it was another year in Rogel. I feel like I'm really defending this, but uh, that's where I'm at. Love yeah, the I guy. Mean, Love the guy. A couple, a uh, couple comments in there too. Just Blake. Uh, he looked good at training camp. He could have came up this year. I mean, yeah, I mean uh, especially on this team, you know, 
guys getting injured all the time, uh, especially right now. I mean, you know, you, you could you could almost give them 20 minutes a game right now if you want. And um, apologies to uh, Hall of Famer Chase on. Um, but, you know, probably be a little more exciting to see a prospect like him. And Joe Diamond, I forgot to say hi to you a moment ago. Good to see you, bud. Um, Joe thrown in there. Larkin himself was projected to be a 2C. Oh, look at that. Joe saving that receipt in his pocket. Get him, Joe. If Casper gets even slightly better at scoring, he could easily be the complimentary center we need alongside Larkin. Joe, you're in there now. I think that's one of my top five favorite comments of the day. Boom. No, I, I, I Joe, I love your point. Um, I would still, I would still argue that we need, and this could come from Lucas Raymond. Don't get me wrong, but we still need one of these wingers to really stand out as a finisher. And uh, like I said, I mean, you get, you, you lost Bertuzzi, right? Surely you could, you know, there's that, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. He could come back. That's a, that's a conversation that could be had. Let's assume that doesn't happen. You need one of these wingers to step up because this isn't a thing where you have Larkin on the first line and Casper on the second line. And you're just hoping that Casper can catch up to Larkin. Cause you know what? We're going to be right back where we are right now, not talking playoffs next year. So it's, that's the thing that like in any walk of life, like I think it's good to like level set from what you're seeing and be happy with the surprises, the positive surprises, but try to level set what you've seen so far. And I mean, what we've seen so far from Marco Casper has gotten us to the point where we're saying, oh, if that shooting percentage gets up, he's going to be a real game breaker. That's an if. Um, which is rough to project for. Uh, so it's going to be great if it does happen. It's it's just another if that as a Red Wings fan, um, you'd understand my frustration at this point. Because uh, even though... You know, like what? We had our playoff streak go for so long. We weren't going to win those, win the cup the last few years. So it's been a long time since we've had a playoffs we could actually care about. Like, I, I want to add that to the conversation, by the way. I think a lot of people have said, oh, look how many years it's been since we've been in the playoffs. It hasn't been that bad. Other teams have gone blah, blah, blah. But also, we sucked ass those last few years. We just, like, lucked out with, like, a couple of Peter Morazic wins against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we were like, oh, we're going to do it. Anyway, 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 anyway. It's been a really long time since we've had a season that wasn't just let's sneak into the playoffs. So I'm, I'm, I want, I want He's less, there. Yeah. I want less ifs, you know, it wasn't it exciting that the Detroit lions signed Marvin Jones jr. Today. Uh, I think it's exciting that they signed him and he's not, a necessary piece he's he's yeah. complimentary he's a third True. or fourth wide receiver yeah. but he's got a lot of talent yeah uh you know he's gonna be a complimentary wide receiver it's it's nice that we can look at him as a luxury and not an oh absolute where he's at he can catch the fucking ball and we know he can catch the ball let's not you know <laughs> you know poop our pampers matt he's he's david perron maybe a little bit you know a little bit more Worse for wear than David Perron. That's the signing. It's not, it's, you know, we didn't sign Megatron. We signed David Perron. Just saying. David Perron. Who had a hat trick. 
who I appreciate, but I don't really want him on the first line. He's not our first or second guy. It's okay. Um, Dan B throws out there. I grew up during the Dead Wings era. This stretch is nothing with a sleeping emoji. Uh, Blake thrown out there. Let's not forget about Soderblom, right? I we haven't talked will. about him in a while. Team Soderblom and Onions, my friend Blake. Um, and then Joe Diamond. Oh, the old pragmatic approach. I love playoff hockey, but I would give a few years of missing the playoffs if it means we get back where we're actually ready to be there. And that certainly looks like our plan, doesn't it, Joe? Uh, Just as long <laughs> as... <clears throat> right. No, that's a, that's a great point. Just as long as one day... The draft lottery works out, and we'll get that game-breaking player. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll have a bunch of guys that could pass to each other. Gonna have a lot of second, third, fourth-line guys. Oh, I, I'm, I'm happy to admit I'm getting frustrated. Um, I also can't blame Steve Eiserman. It's part of the plan was to suck ass and hope that the draft worked out in our favor. Like, even in the Lucas Raymond year, which Lucas is not a bust by any means, we haven't seen, like, Lafreniere turn into Connor McDavid. So it's not like we, like, what what the fuck would Steve have done that really would have turned, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, timing has been poor. But that doesn't mean I'm not like, I'd like to win now. I'd like to watch hockey games that matter, please. Like, that's where I'm at. I, that's totally fine. Anybody who's with there with me, cool. If you're more patient than me, Joe, yeah, you can you be understanding, are... you can be frustrated and understanding at the same time. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know what else to say. We're good there, right? All right. Um, Did we have one like more Joe, nugget like in there? Joe's totally. I guess what I wanted to say was, Joe, you're totally right. Um, but I'm also getting totally frustrated. <laughs> uh, what were you saying, Mike? Uh, well. We've had like five comments of the show and Blake with a very late um, submission to crack the top five comments with we really miss Rass. It hurt us huge. Um, I had no idea he would have such like this level of impact where the entire team cratered when he went down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I hope his agent is uh, saving these these numbers and the performance of the team since he went down because I think Rass is he's going to get a nice bag. Um, you know, with his, with his obvious objective impact, um, at all three levels. So it's, a, I, I'm kind of happy for Ras that now, now people are going to start figuring out how, how much value this guy has. And, uh, I think we can all, I, I hope I'm not, you know, maybe I'm speaking for everybody here, but it was taking this guy for granted. And, uh, yeah, that's another reason I'm really looking forward to next season to get this big boy back on the ice. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, and again, um, we got some comments the last time we rolled out like the Dom Luchizen, um list of things you need to win the Stanley Cup. And like, some of the comments were like, I think there's a lot of bias in here. I, I don't think there's bias in his analytical reporting. It's, it's, it's not bias in the frame of reference of like fandom. It's it's bias in the sense that anybody who creates a model created that model from scratch. You know, like they made it. So the bias is just that those were the choices he made to put the model together. I still think it's fair to look at these models and come up with some sort of assessment, which in this one, he likes to give a market value to every player and to 
talk about Michael Rasmussen. Market value that did I just say Markle? Michael Rasmussen. I mean, uh, I, I said market Albertson. value. Uh, Jared, cue up the receipt on that one. <laughs> the market value for Rasmussen is at five point three million dollars, compared to his salary of one point five million. Surplus value of three point eight. Woo. Um, I did want to bring up too because I saw this in my um feed here. Uh, oh no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm How sorry, Blake. Ben Sherratt, right now. Um, I can't. One sec. All right. So he's at the four point eight. Or farting off off the mic, but I'm gonna pretend it was a fart. Go ahead. He's at four point eight. 4.8, right? So, so like you'd figure, like, oh, he could just go down to the 4.8. No, according to Dom Lushizen's model, at the 4.8 million that Ben Sherratt, his salary is at, he's still at a negative seven million dollar surplus. That math doesn't even make sense. That's the effect that Ben Sherratt has on a hockey team. I'm sorry, Blake. I love you. But you nailed the Rasmussen one, the Ben Chirot one. So I so what is that? That that means he brings a negative eleven, twelve he brings a negative twelve million dollars to any franchise. Well, I think it's kind of like what Jared's saying. Should he be paying the wings? So I think it's kind of like when you go to your local ice rink and you want to get some ice time, so you gotta spend like five bucks to get, you know, pay admission. So I think that's what's going on here. So it's not like I I know there's something he brings to the ice. I just don't know if the what value is. that he oh, brings. Okay. <laughs> like, I just don't know what it is. He just he brings maybe he brings. Uh, I've never seen it. Maybe he's one of those people who's really good at like bringing donuts in for everybody. You know? Yeah. Hey, Sherrod brought bagels. I love that guy. Man, I hope he's around for the next couple of years. They made burgers. Sorry, that's uh, my terrible Morty impression. Okay. Um. Like, have... I'm going to let you hang your hat on the RAS comment because that was in my top five today. <laughs> yeah, did we have let any me, other uh, slides we run... wanted to touch on today? Uh, yeah, just real quick. Uh, ready for the underdogs, the upsets, the unbelievable actions from DraftKings Sportsbook? Biggest tournament in college basketball is almost over. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during the round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app. Opt in, place a no sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus bet back in ten dollars. Uh, that tournament, what a cool tournament, huh? You guys, okay, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. <laughs> Legally, it goes without saying. <laughs> Sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars of bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It said, um, please talk about the tournament. <laughs> so I was like, Without how about that tournament? tournament? Yeah. <laughs> Man, this March craziness, you guys. Um <sighs> don't even say March. I would say third month. Oh, sorry. All right, so I think oh. we had one more in there. Oh, you're throwing uh, the big guy in there. Another, yeah, well, we, had, we had some more. Another in a long list of big guys. Yeah. Yeah, Sebastian Cosa. Let's see. 
Uh, Toledo Walleye tweeted out his ninth and tenth straight win. Or I'm sorry, the Walleye's ninth and tenth straight wins. Two and zero record for Cosa over the weekend. One point four nine goals against average with a nine forty six save percentage. Bust. <laughs> Bust. Put him on waivers. I love the head that Cosa has on his shoulders right now. Um, because this is this is something for me. I, I kind of skipped over the Scott Wheeler comment because we're at an hour and 12 minutes here. But Kosa said, for me, it's little steps at a time. I got to get to Grand Rapids first and dominate at that level. And then Detroit will be my next. Right now, I want to win hockey games. I want to do well with this team. And next year's focus is the Griffins and keep going like that. Just uh, like the fact that he's like, one man, I, where he said, I want to dominate. What was that? I just, I wanted to harp in on how he said dominate. He didn't yeah. say, well, I'll kind of, you know, I'll figure things out over there and, you know, meet the boys and see if Toronto bring me bagels. No, he wants to kick ass in Grand Rapids and then go to Detroit. <laughs> All right. Another comment of the show. Jared. Jared puts out there, Kosa, good head, confirmed. Oh, no. <clears throat> I didn't say he gives it. I said he's got one. All right. But, um... <laughs> For Kosa, like, yeah, I absolutely love that. He's, like, looking at the ECHL, and he's like, man, I just fucking kicked the shit out of these guys. They blow. I'm ready for that next. <laughs> like, it's it's just so great. He's like, yeah, prove myself here. Time to prove myself somewhere else, and then he'll then he'll make his way to Detroit. So it's a great understanding of what he needs to do. It's a, this great level of confidence he has, great level of understanding of like what level he needs to be at it's not just like oh i gotta get my time in in the ahl coast is shooting to win awards in the ahl in my book right now like that's what it reads to me and uh man he's confident he's ready to go i i'm i'm good with the the last month here that he's rolled off so we've talked about Kosa. i feel like the last three weeks um that would, that would not be a full month, by the way, Matt. Um, <laughs> but the last month that he's rolled off, uh, you know, I think Steve should be good go, good to go. I think this is Grand Rapids all year next year and still right on pace for that three to five years. We'll see him in Detroit, right? Right. But good news. We're on pace. I'm really feeling like I harp too hard on Casper. I'm just... That's eh, fine. It's just, you know, it's nice to have all these positive stories here because um, I feel like with prospects, they'll kind of the prospects will kind of start to turn the corner in the second half of their seasons. Yeah. And we always freak out if they don't come flying out of the gates, you know, peppering in goals and just throwing in back to back to back shutouts. Um, but, you know, the part of development is you have to have time to develop. So it feels like Kosa is progressing as he gets to play more games. So you know, I what was that tournament at the start of the year where he had like one or two bad starts and everyone said, Oh God, we wasted a first rounder. Like just hold yeah, on. World okay, let him let him play a few games before, you know, we throw in the towel. So yeah. Um, oh this, right. This and uh, kinda, it's it's tracking. No, you nailed it. It was the juniors and then uh training camp, it wasn't so hot. And that was like the second straight year, it didn't look great, but we've always said like yeah, three to five years doesn't mean that he looks amazing in year one, and it doesn't mean he looks amazing in year two. It means three to five years, guys. So we're on track, moving into year three, going, sending our boy to uh, to Grand Rapids, and all the confidence in the world. You know, next year we get to start talking about like those successful runs in Grand Rapids. Man, gosh darn, 
hopefully a few goalies get hurt and then Kosa gets a nice little run. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, shoot. I thought I had a bunch of free agent stuff, but I guess I took it out of the. Oh, no, it's in there. All right. I guess we're pushing this to next week because uh, it's been an hour and 15. Um, I got to go. I'm still sick. I missed. Uh, I missed. Perron's hat trick. Matt is sick. So I got Jared, sick. if you could uh, give me some well wishing, I would appreciate it. Oh, good. Um, Actually, uh, Dan B throwing out there. Good show as always, boys. Uh, I appreciate that, Dan. I'm. Uh, I need to hear that every now and then. To be completely honest, I, I my love language is affirmation. So, just so you all know, I never need gifts. I just need you all to tell me that I'm okay. Well, for me, it's not about that. It's about the stuff. <laughs> what about all those stuff so that's our second uh steve martin the jerk reference in one yeah. episode jared i appreciate the well wishes and ken young i'm clean out of patience yeah me too but god damn it i'm gonna be here next week with matt and uh all summer and especially may 8th when we get the 10th spot in the lottery and i throw my, up blood. yeah my last yeah like the last comment here about being out of patience all that means is that we're still going to be here. We're going to watch every game, but our reaction through most of it is just going to be Malone. Just what the fuck? That's <laughs> so right, well, yeah, we'll, that's what we'll you guys don't want to see. Yeah, we'll see you, Blake. See you all, all right. everybody. Mike's Appreciate telling me to end the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>